Hey there, hey, and thank you for tuning in to this Tuesday pod of Born to Be a Star. Today is another day and another opportunity for you to recognize your star power. Today is the day where you should recognize that you can do anything you put your mind to. The reflection in your mirror is a reflection of where you've been and where you're going to next. And when I look into a mirror, I see a reflection of my past, my present, and hopefully my future. I used to like to do crazier things with my hair spend more time and effort on, I don't know, trying to wear makeup and stuff. And now I've just found uh, an easier way to do everything. Granted, I am seriously considering straightening my hair because I'm getting tired of curls. So we'll see what happens with that. And um, I am getting my teeth whitened at some point, so my teeth will be whiter. That's fun. But when I reflect on where I've been and where I'm going, I look at my reflection and I'm, I'm happy with my reflection. I, I look like a little kid. I look like I'm 18, right? And that makes me more happier than anything. I haven't lived to the point where I'm stressed out to the point where I still don't look the way I did when I was like a teenager. I still look like a teenager. I've been able to hold on to my youth. And that's something that is really amazing and really something that leads me to have hope in my life and my journey where I am now. And hopefully you have that same effect that I do, just like Skip has, where he looks like he's 19 and I look like I'm 18. And we look like we did a long time ago, or maybe not that long ago. Anyways, reflecting on your reflection gives you the ability to say to yourself, yes, I can. Yes, I can learn a new hobby. Yes, I can change my mind. Yes, I can travel. Yes, I can start a new tv series yes i can decide i want a new best friend or yes i can decide i don't want any best friends yes i can decide i want to start having kids yes i can understand i want to buy a house yes i can decide i want a new car because i'm sick of this old hunk of junker yes i can decide that i want a new pair of sneakers because i don't have any and i'm tired of walking around with all my vans and i need a new pair of nikes yes you can is that following the yes you can is the never give up if we give up on ourselves or anybody that we love how are we going to do anything We're not, right? The idea of never give up means you have to hold through the difficulty and persevere, right? Never give up to me means that instead of looking at a bad situation and thinking you've got all the the lemons, look at it like you've got all the lemons so you can make lemonade, right? Maybe something is happening that you don't like right now for a reason. Maybe you're experiencing something that's horrible for a reason, right? Maybe that's why it's happening, right? I've told you many times about my experience of polycystic ovary syndrome and how it like seriously mentally broke me. It shredded my mind into pieces. Just the idea that I would be lucky enough to find a man, uh, find a guy that loves me more than anything and I love him and we're best friends and we're soulmates and we're gonna do all these things together. And then right when we get to the point of having kids and moving into that stage of our lives together as a couple, we can't do it. And it just felt so unfair at that time, right? And the point I haven't brought up about that is his view of it. Skip's ordeal, the way he sees it. Because he is the foundation. He is my husband. He is the man in the relationship. And imagine how a man feels if his wife tells him, oh, I love you, but I have polycystic ovary syndrome and we're gonna have to start thinking about adoption because it seems like I won't be able to have babies probably not the easiest thing to hear especially from the girl that you love and I'm just so grateful to have a man that works as hard as he does that I can call my husband and my best friend my soulmate and my lover
and I'm I'm truly grateful for all his patience and all his belief in me. Never give up means when anything happens to him or anybody I love, I'm always here. I'm always that tree of life to give life to others that need that light. Following the never give up, thank you, John Cena, because we don't give up on each other and we don't give up on ourselves, is the why not today. We can't buy time. We can't procrastinate. We can't be indecisive. We have to make decisions. We have to live with them. If the dishwasher's not working, we got to figure out how to get that fixed. If the washing machine breaks into uh, the basement after you just brought the house, you got to get that fixed too. If the car's not working right, you got to bring it to a mechanic. And if you need to make an a doctor appointment because you see some weird crap on your arm, you got to get in the doctor and get that fixed. Yes, you do. I can sit here and tell you that things are going to be easy. They're not going to be hard, but I'm not going to lie to you. Why not today? means you don't put off today for tomorrow. Because you can't. Let's get into some of these headlines. So, it's Tuesday. I had a snow day with Skip. It was great. Got to watch a little bit of uh, Fox. But we do all day anyway. Uh, turns out that um, Mayorkas has been impeached tonight. So happy to hear that. Uh, the Senate has passed some stupid bill giving $60 billion more dollars to Ukraine that they don't need. <coughs> and I'm hoping after Joe Biden decided to post a video saying that Republicans better vote for it, that they decide to give him a big-ass middle finger and tell him no. That's what I'm hoping for, but I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, just a bunch of weird shit happening in politics right now. I was listening to the Daily Wire backstage um, tonight. Jeremy finally got back from Rome, which is very interesting. And uh, they were talking about the red pill group of conservatives that doesn't think men should have kids because women, I mean, men should get married because women play a game. And in some ways, I guess that's true. But it leaves me wondering, like, are we really the detriment to ourselves? I don't know. I'm getting very tired of Joe Biden. Just he's a baffling moron, and I'm just getting tired of it, right? I'm tired of seeing all this ridiculous stuff. And it's just a lot, right? It just leaves you feeling like, how do I do this next? Why does anybody want to pretend like the government isn't the problem? Why are Americans actually walking around thinking about how great Joe Biden is when he's horrible? He can't talk. He can't walk. He doesn't know where he is. He has no ability to recognize the future, the past, left, right, yesterday, today, tomorrow. He doesn't know any of that. Right? He's definitely not making any decisions. It's Obama, like I've been saying. And everybody knows it. And it's not just me. It is the entire world. That's why all this shit's happening at the same time. Because nobody believes it. But I don't want to get too caught up on this. There's some other lady running for George Santos' seat. And hopefully she can beat out the Democrat that's running. That'd be great. Uh, the more Republican seats we have, the better we are. Um, 
fighting for tomorrow means you have to show up to these conversations and talks and town meetings and town halls and you have to be willing to speak and say things and disagree with people even if it's a family member and call them out and tell them reality and you can't lie if we don't fight for tomorrow then we won't have today if we don't fight for the future and we don't fight for our children then what future are they going to have right this green energy bullshit is a lie black lives matter is a lie dei is a lie everybody is a victim is a lie 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 the green energy shit doesn't work they do not have enough of an infrastructure to have all these electric vehicles and they haven't talked about the detriment that the vehicles do to the roads that they drive on right half of the shit that should already exist in this world doesn't but especially not in america i would have thought at this point right since we went to mars why haven't we been to all the rest of the other planets right what are we doing? Where's my fucking spaceship, man? Where's teleportation? I, I got questions, dude. Like, mm. So, yeah. Fighting for today is fighting for tomorrow. Republicans need to do more. Like, not back up the shitty Senate on that dumbass bill that they just passed tonight. I'm very happy that they decided to impeach Mayorkas. It needs to happen. And, um, hopefully he gets removed from that seat. But it doesn't matter who's in the seat. As long as Joe Biden's still the president. But we need to get rid of him and, and just prove a point with his ass. The black history history is that black people are not thinking smart. Do you know they just came out with some stupid ass documentation that gave the wrong faces to the wrong people? They couldn't pronounce the names of black men from the history of America and it was just really just pathetic when I think about black history I'm reminded of Harriet Tubman and reminded of those who worked together to free black slaves or those who worked because they were thinking about the future I'm talking about Martin Luther King right I'm talking about Malcolm X when I'm reminded about black history I think about that sure the history of black Americans is not all great. But every beginning is not always easy. And I've said it many times. I've gone into depth with you about how slavery started in the United States of America. Some men on a boat showed up in Africa. And they made a deal with the people of the land. And the deal that they made was to take the people. And so they took them. It wasn't pretty and it wasn't nice, but that's what happened. It was a business decision. They brought them to America. But America has been through a lot over the years. Does any black person actually think that segregation was the answer? When we think about history now and we think about the origination of black music, right? Blues, jazz, pianos, family, structure conservative views, conservative thoughts. When we think about that, and then we look at where we are now, doesn't it just make you wonder what the fuck happened? Black people have to stop being the victim, and they have to start narrating their own futures and their own stories. Just because 
you lived in a difficult situation when you were younger doesn't mean you have to do that when you get older or as you start to get older. Just because your parents made one decision doesn't mean you're stuck making it. Or just because you've had bad experiences doesn't mean that that's going to always be the situation. You have to create your own destiny at some point. You have to stop waiting for someone to give you a handout and give you an answer. And you have to make your own answer. That is what I'm saying. The black history is that there is a history. And some of it is good and some of it is not good. But we cannot pretend like what's happening now in reality where black kids are running around killing people and robbing people is the answer. Making music about profane things and just horrible ideologies and the idea that black women want to be government jokes as they suck the titty of Uncle Sam and take more money for food stamps and free housing and free clothes for their kids and free medical coverage. That's the worst fucking medical coverage you'll ever get. But we're going to sit here and pretend like that's okay. What about all the black men and women that get up every day and go to work and go to college and go to school and that don't look for handouts and understand the importance of being smart, being educated, being bright and doing that. Even some that don't go to college that make up an idea that are creative, that have a podcast Whatever it could be, right? It could be a lot of different things. What about all those who are not victims who understand that their power is them? When we think about the history of the United States of America and we think about black history as a part of that, we have to understand that they black face us all the time. And not just that, but Joe Biden's racist today. I had the day off. I saw the video with him eating chicken with the black kids. And just the audacity for that motherfucker to do that. Uh, I'm just getting tired of this. I think the greatest part of all this discovery is the fact that Trump is the one connecting with the black community. Not Biden. Barack Obama is the fakest black person that has ever existed in the history of black people. And a lot of these people that claim they're black, like Kamala Harris, and claim all this shit, they're lying and they're full of shit. Just like Michelle Obama. When I hear these tea-sipping wannabe housewife bitches that live in these um, segregated uh, out-of-the-city houses, right? I'm reminded just how unaware they are. They all love Michelle Obama's book. They all love everything she's doing. They all love all this stuff. But do they really? Because she's never going to drink tea with them. They're never going to see her a day in their life. And if you're a grown woman and you're excited about getting a child tax credit, you're not on the same same wavelength as her. Please tell me you can see reality. Like, this is the frustration I have with the black and different minority color crap. That is the irritation I have with it. It's bullshit. Moving on from the black history history, fighting for Texas means that you're totally on board with the idea that Texas is fighting for itself because the Department of Justice isn't fighting for itself. Mayorkas is doing whatever the fuck Biden wants and it doesn't work. It failed. 
illegals run to California because they know that California is the perfect place for them to do all the thievery and lies that they want. They can basically break any law they want and get away with it, like attack people in New York and think they're not going to have to pay anything for that. I think that California is a wasteland. It can't be saved, and we have to leave it to die. It's a, it used to be a beautiful place, a place you'd like to go on vacation, but now it's just a place that you make fun of because it's like New York. It's not a place you want to give any of your money to, any of your time to. They're both gone. They can't be saved. They can't be fixed. They're gone. It's over. Just like Chicago, it's over. We cannot fix it. We we cannot undo the damage. The legislation is going to make these states ghost states. Because anyone with any common sense, with any money, is going to leave. Uh Respecting those who serve. Respecting those who serve means that you actually respect them. Like, and you don't talk about all this LGBTQ nonsense and you don't forget what their jobs are. Serving America and protecting it across the world and in the nation, right? We need to actually tell the truth about the responsibility of those who do serve. And we need to acknowledge our service members. And praise them for all their hard work and say thank you, right? How lucky are we to have men and women that sacrifice their own lives to protect us, that sacrifice their body parts, that would put their lives on the line to protect other Americans they don't even know, that die countless times, that leave others behind, right? Servicemen and women that are police officers or they ride ambulances and like we need to say thank you and so i want to take a moment today on this tuesday that was a snow day and i would just like to say thank you for all you do to protect me and my family every day moving on from politics thanks for tuning in to no media allowed on tuesday hopefully mayorkas gets everything he deserves and more and i don't feel bad for chicago don't care 
I would like to take a moment to tell you that I started writing this book. I finished watching all of the after movies and it led me to one conclusion. The love that me and Skip has needs to be written down. And so I started writing. I don't know how far I've gotten yet. But I'm still at the beginning of how it all started with us. And I'm really liking what it's going to lead up to. Right. It's so important that, you know, I take the time to recognize how lucky I am. The world can make you feel like you're in a lonely place. But when you have somebody to spend your life with, you're literally never alone. My husband has provided me with the ability to never question anything and to always feel like I'm understood. Granted, there's a lot of things that he doesn't get or things that he doesn't like that I like or there's situations that we've agreed or disagreed on like any person in any relationship ever. But overall, when it comes to the bigger things, we are on the same page about all that and more. I am so lucky, so grateful, so humbled by our relationship, where we've been and where we're going to next. I'm excited about our journey ahead, excited about wherever that leads us. And I'm just happy I have his hand to put into mine. His eyes look into mine just as they did that first time. And I'm reminded countless times that he loves me and I love him. And no matter what happens in this world, even if it all burns down, as long as we have each other, we have everything. And that's all that matters. Finding someone that you can feel that way about. And how lucky are the two of us that we both have that? So I am writing this book about him and I'm having fun doing it. And there's a bunch of things that obviously I'm going to go over with him as I do it. I know you're probably thinking, oh, my God, you're going to write another book after you said you weren't going to write books because you don't have time for it. Yeah, I got three other ones I got to finish, too. So I guess at this point I'm writing four. But I really want to do this one first just so I can have something that's a memoir of us for him. So I think I'm going to leave the title as him. And I'll see how far I get with it. Um, I'm just excited that I'm taking this moment to do something like this for him. Because I love him more than anything. And I just want him to have something that's the two of us together. So we'll see how this ends up. Moving on from that, let's get to the main part of the conversation. Package thieves. How do we deal with package thieves? I don't really know. Like, if you catch somebody stealing some shit off your porch, like, do you call the cops? Like, how does that work? Like, and I live in a building that's got a key card and it's gated and it has heavy protection and all that. But someone still broke into the package room here and tried to steal shit. Granted, they caught him on camera, so he got arrested. But still, like, now you got to be scared to order stuff off Amazon. Like, what do you actually get for being a package thief? Like, I don't understand the idea of stealing things from people. To me, I'm completely just confused by it. But I guess this is just a group of people that don't want to be held responsible for anything. And it's really sad because when people steal stuff and take it, it just makes everything harder. 
they're really like destroying neighborhoods and towns and cities for no goddamn reason. But do I think anybody's going to do anything about it? No. Are they upgrading the laundry? I hope not. They keep saying they're going to make washing machines again. Why do they have to make everything more harder than it should be? Like, for the love of God, man. Why can't we talk about sex? This is really the part of the conversation I wanted to have today. When it comes to sex, why is it that women have to feel weird about saying that they like feeling good? They like coming and they like having an orgasm or discovering what an orgasm is. Why is that wrong? Why is it you can't want to tell your boyfriend you want to fuck, right? Why is it you can't try it before you buy it? Why are these things wrong? I think if you're going to have a healthy relationship, even if you're not really in a relationship, sex definitely has to be a part of that. It's something that is definitely critical to a marriage. And it's definitely something that's critical to just a regular relationship as a boyfriend or girlfriend. It's this intimate moment that you share with somebody that you like or love that feels good. And why wouldn't you want to have that? Why can't we talk about the good part of sex? I mean, granted, there is a bad part of sex where, like, you're not thinking about the intentions of not doing things correctly or you're doing things the wrong way with people you shouldn't do them with, like being a whore or a hoe or a slut or having sex with way too many people. But at the same time, why is it we don't punish guys for having sex with multiple girls, but we want to talk against girls about doing that with multiple guys? Like, there is a Christian way of doing things, and I totally agree with that. And I think after you fuck maybe like seven guys at the same time, maybe you'll not feel the same way about sex. And to really build an intimacy and a a serious like connection with someone, you can't be fucking seven people at the same time. It's probably too much. But I mean, if you like it, you like it. Who am I to judge? I mean, I don't really know the terminology for being a sex addict, but there probably is one. I also think like the idea of pornography is like, hilarious Pornhub's free for a reason because there's a lot of people that like porn and i'm not really that's not my thing but it is for others but um i think that porn is the illusion that it's real and it's not like it's it's an acting gig and we have to remember that with pornography and the ai is really turning it into something that is weird i don't know but There's so many elements of the conversation of sex, right? Now, to some people, sex can mean one thing, and to others, sex can mean another. There's so many different ways you can like it or dislike it or whatever it could be. But we have to be willing to have these conversations. We have to be willing to acknowledge these feelings. Talking about intimacy. Talking about pleasure. What makes you feel good? What makes you not feel good? talking about it with your best friend or talking about it with the person that you're having the sex with. These are all critical conversations that we need to be having. It just, it leads you to a better place. Honestly. I think sex is fun, and I don't think you should hide 
or not talk about it. I think having sex, especially when you're married, is is very important because it gives you and your partner intimacy that you don't have in any other way. And as you spend more time in your career and your job, having that moment of pleasure and ecstasy and intimacy with each other is definitely, it should be a major part of your week or day or, or your time together. And that's essential for your growth. Blue hair is questionable. I don't get it, but people keep dyeing their hair blue. I don't think it would look good on me, but maybe it would look good on others. Is that just a thing for, like, teenagers, or should adults be doing it, too? Like, I like Kyle had blue in his hair, and he was, like, my color guy, and I really think that it looks good on him, but <laughs> don't feel like it looks good on everybody. Sometimes it turns into green. I feel like you got to be careful with blue hair. Like, if you don't know what you're doing with color... I wouldn't suggest that. Like, I definitely don't think blue would look good on me, and I wouldn't even go near that. But what do you think about blue hair? Is that something you'd ever consider? I'd go no. Let go of what doesn't work. If you're in a situation and it's not working out, sometimes the best thing you can do is just let it go. Stop thinking about it. Stop worrying about it. And just live your life. That's always a good option. Moving into the main part of the conversation, let's get to Star Watch talk. First up, Mission Impossible. When I think back to watching the first Mission Impossible and what I was thinking when I was looking at it, I just remember feeling like this is fun. Now, as a person, I always loved spy movies. I love um, the idea of trying to like decipher something and pick at it and like figure out what's going on and really study it <coughs> like it's a mystery, right? <laughs> For me, I love Mission Impossible. Not to mention Tom uh, Tom Cruise is a great actor. He's been in all of them. And everyone feels like it gets better. It's very entertaining, very thrilling. It keeps you on the edge of the couch. Has you sitting there wondering what's going to happen next. Who could be the bad guy this time? Who's going to replace that person? What's going to happen next? It provides the same feeling that fucking um, James Bond does. But differently. Because it's different. I do think that the spy world genre of movies is just going to continuously grow and get better, and I'm excited to see whatever they do next with it. Following that is Matrix. Keanu Reeves did an amazing job being Neo. I think he's the only one that could have played that part correctly, just like I think he's the only one that could have played the part correctly of John Wick. I think he's exceptional playing that role and being that actor and every time I see the movie from the beginning of whatever movie I watch I'm always intrigued by it and I always kind of connect it I feel like it's a correlation between now Meantime, Democratic Congresswoman Barbara Lee was put on the defense 
I do think that Matrix definitely has a connection between reality. Well, we could be looking at those in power as Mr. Smith. And I think that the reality is so connected because these people in power could use anybody as Mr. Smith and we might not see that coming. That's the correlation I see there. Uh, Following that, uh, the woman in the wall, I haven't seen that. That's on Amazon. Looks okay. Dr. Death, Black Snow, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. There's a new show. I'm not sure about this, but I'll give it a try. I did watch the the ad for it. I don't think it has the original storyline of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Uh, so maybe they changed it up a little bit and they definitely have different characters. Maybe it's like a more modern variation of it. I don't like the idea that they keep making things over that maybe they don't need to make over. But this is a show, so maybe it is different. We'll see what happens. I'm going to try to be positive about it and give it a try. But sometimes I just feel like we need to stop making things over and get creative and make new things. That could always be an option. Hello, Holly Weird. Get your shit together, man. Role play Ava and finally Cocaine Cowboys. Cocaine Cowboys, I watched the uh, preview for that and that looks okay. Whenever I get some time, I'll try to watch it. Moving on from that, let's get to food with Star. Eating clean. Eating clean means you make everything from scratch and you're eating salads and you're eating vegetables and you're eating cleaner meat and you're taking the time to... F- marinate things and put seasonings on them and make them easy and quick and clean and flavorful which leads me into the next part of the conversation the reason fries are free is because they're not good for you they're potatoes potatoes is what carbohydrates and while i'm not going to tell you to do the whole keto thing because maybe you don't necessarily need to do that we do need to be eating differently as we start to get older and we get out of our 20s into our 30s We need to be eating better for a long term, right? For us to sustain a healthier weight, for us to live longer and stronger, we have to eat better and cleaner. Chicken at Chick-fil-A is amazing. The chicken is just cleaner and healthier at Chick-fil-A versus like McDonald's or Popeye's. It tastes different. And I'm not saying you can't have KFC. I'm not saying you can't have... Popeyes, but you're definitely going to be able to taste the difference between them. It is a difference. Jersey Mike's does an amazing job with subs. Um, I do think that there is definitely a difference between Jersey Mike's and Subway. <laughs> this, the bread is definitely different. The toppings are definitely different, and the flavor is definitely different. The to steak at Jersey Mike's is in no way comparable to the steak at Subway. I do think that there's Firehouse Subs and there's uh, the Bellas and there's a bunch of other ones, but Jersey Mike's is definitely top-notch subs. So if you're looking for really great subs, I definitely do think that you'll love Jersey Mike's. I just wish that there was a Jersey Mike's that was closer to us so we didn't have to drive across the river to get to it. But I drive across the river to get to Jersey Mike's because it is really good. Moving on from that, making health important means you are eating cleaner. You are drinking water. You are working out. You might have to get a trainer at a gym. 
You might have to limit the sugar you're eating or drinking. You might have to be different. And there's nothing wrong with that. Moving on from that. Crock-Pot Pork Chops. Now, there wasn't a video when I found this on Pinterest. But maybe I can YouTube it. When we're making Crock-Pot Pork Chops, are we putting, like, beef broth in the bottom of the pan before we put the pork chops in? And are we marinating the pork chops in something or seasoning it and doing all that with it to make it more flavorful before we put it in the crock pot? I'm just wondering if this, like, a situation where we're shoving, like, veggies in with it, too, when we're making some, some sort of stew or something. I'm probably going to need to investigate that to find. But I feel like if you're just doing the pork chops without any vegetables, you could just put beef broth and then load in all the flavors you want and have the meat cook off like that that I'd say do that for maybe an hour. Then, you know, you turn it off, take it out, and then add in all the other things to it. I do think you'd be very surprised with the flavors. I think you'll be very excited with the flavoring on the pork chops. Maybe it's not necessarily what you thought it tastes like, but I think we should try it. Anyways, that, my friends, is the end of the pod on Tuesday. Uh, like I told you earlier, I started writing that book about Skip, and tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So hopefully you have your own Valentine's Day that you get to spend the day with or some of the day with. Don't forget that you are a star wherever you are, and in the darkness you are the light. The world is a dark place. At times it feels like there is no light. And when you feel like that, close your eyes and remember your star power. We are the light together. In the darkness, I see you. And I hope in the darkness, you see me. Not only are we going to brighten up this world, we are also going to do the universe and the galaxies beyond the galaxies. Because when there is nothing and there's darkness, there's us, there's we, there's them, and there's they. Light. That's what we are. Our star power is just a part of that. Together, we are going to change everything. We're going to save everything. And we are going to fix everything. Because we are stars. And I'll see you same place, same time tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Don't forget that you're a star wherever you are. And share the love, man. Love makes the world a better place. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.